It's Kane Hodder from Friday the 13th. You are listening to 13 Days of Friday on Rock Video Rental. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Rock Video Rental. We are continuing with our Friday the 13th marathon, and today's episode is Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. It is from 1989. It is directed by Rob Hedden. The cast is Jensen Daggett as Rennie, Scott Reeves as Sean, Peter Mark Richmond as Charles, and Kane Hodder returns as Jason. Uh, there's lots of other characters in this movie that are here for body count. Those are the most important ones. <laughs> so the plot this time is a boat full of graduating high school students headed to Manhattan, accidentally pulls Jason Voorhees along for the ride. So oh, yeah. this is the first Friday the 13th movie that you have seen twice. Yes, it is. <laughs> I was going to mention that. that. I feel blessed <laughs> to be able to say that I have watched this movie two times now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So isn't it kind of funny to think back at the beginning of the series and how the movies were, how like simple they were and how far they came by this point. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I've been trying to like keep straight and keep perspective on as we watch these. And so it's real, it was obviously very different to watch this one the second time, because now I've seen the first seven to kind of give me an idea of what this series is all about. So yeah, definitely a, a very different perspective this time around. Yeah. And it's kind of like, Hey, they're kind of running out of ideas. <laughs> no. <laughs> part seven, he fights a girl with uh, telekinetic powers. Part eight, they're like, Oh, let's send him to Manhattan. And then it's like part nine. Well, Jason goes to hell. Part 10, Jason in space. space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking well, forward to that one. Those, we'll get to 9 and 10 here in a little bit. Um, so I think it's funny that this is one of the ones that's pretty polarizing, I guess. But I feel like more people dislike this movie and see it as one of the worst, if not the worst. And that this is the one you've seen twice. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I I don't know. It's we can get right into it. I mean, you know, I can mention that most of this movie was shot in Vancouver and not in New York, which is kind of funny, just because of budgetary restrictions. I mean, it's really expensive to shoot in New York. Yeah, I can't imagine the hassle of doing that. Yeah. So uh, right off the bat, we get like this couple that is in a boat and they're you know like fooling around and the, the guy's trying to play a trick on his girlfriend um saying acting like jason dressing like jason and at the same time like their anchor it's like an underwater power line that it electrocutes jason back to life and he all so, the only thing that was keeping him down was a couple pieces of wood yeah 
This is a guy that could smash somebody's face through the side of an RV and punch a hole through someone's chest. Yeah. And yeah, and so they were saying that somehow, like, that was the weird thing with uh, part seven is that all she did was she released him. Like, she didn't, like, bring him back to life. She cut the chain and then he came out of the water. Yeah. But at the end of that one, he gets dragged underwater and then somehow is, like, dead under the dock (laughs) and then he needs the electricity to bring him back to life again so uh, another wonderful inconsistency of the series amazing uh yeah and then i mean right from there jason comes back climbs out of the boat lays waste to the two and then the boat kind of just drifts from crystal lake to the ocean yeah somehow makes it to the atlantic ocean (laughs) so um they never really like quite say where crystal lake is but there's like hints at it and kind of things in the background that tell you that most of the time it's in new jersey so we're making it from a lake to the atlantic ocean so i'm not sure if like it's going down a river or a fjord <laughs> Jason had oh, a portage cut out. Yeah, Jason just carries the boat over his head and drops it in the ocean. <laughs> climbs back aboard. But this is when we like meet the rest of the cast. They're all getting on this big, like old cruise ship. I mean, like old, like it almost looks like the Titanic or something like that. <laughs> a baby Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then soon Jason starts like hunting everybody off. One by one, uh, they start realizing what's going on. They get in, like a lifeboat and they go to, they make a shore at uh, New York City. And then that's kind of like when the movie takes off, I guess. And it's, it's like the last 20 minutes is actually in New York. And even some of the street scenes are still in Vancouver. Um, I don't know. I, I, guess you know with this i can get into the kills because that's really the most important thing in a friday 13th movie well there's a lot of them real Hmm? quick one thing that uh, just came to mind um they have the what i would say almost for jason movies is like the token crazy character Mm -hmm. um and the deckhand yeah not to get on too much of a rabbit trail but is there technically like a crazy person in every movie Uh, because the first two had the same character I think. Yeah, Ralph. Yeah, and then there was that crazy redneck son. I can't remember what movie well, that was. Well, part three had the, that weird drifter guy with the eyeball in his hand. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Towards the screen. Mm-hmm. Part four, I can't really think of one. Uh, part five. Off the top but, of my head. Yeah, four might be a tricky one. Five definitely had that, that dumb, crazy kid. Yeah, uh, and his and, psycho mom. Yeah, and then part uh, and part five also had the guy that hacked up the dude with the axe. Oh yeah, he was uh, nuts. But, but then part six was uh, the one, the cemetery guy. I mean, he was more of an alcoholic than crazy, but he was still pretty crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it seems like a uh, consistent thing that they go for, except for maybe part seven. But technically, she was kind of crazy. She was in the crazy bins, well, loony bin or whatever. But <laughs> anyways, that's that was my rabbit trail there for a minute. 
Yeah, it's kind of funny to think about that. I guess I've never paid like too close attention to it. I mean, obviously, I know Crazy Ralph. He's kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're all doomed. <laughs> um, he's kind of a memorable character. But yeah, I mean, most of this movie takes place on the cruise ship. And, you know, during the whole thing, the main character, Rennie, she she obviously has like some kind of trauma from her kid her childhood and she lives with like her super controlling and kind of a dick uncle (laughs) named charles uh he's like they show a flashback where he's trying to teach her how to swim in crystal lake and he just like pushes her off the boat and tells her to like swim and he's not helping her (laughs) and like jason as a boy is like in the water trying to pull her down yeah which that just even makes the whole jason storyline and like the timing of everything the timeline just just muddier and murkier (laughs) oh yeah everything is there are so many weird things in this one and the continuous reference to her seeing jason as a boy in different ways at different places just super weird Mm mm-hmm And, you know, it never really, like, pays off. They never explain anything with it. Mm -hmm. It's just, we're just supposed to know that that's Jason, but, like, the character wouldn't really know that. No. And, see, like, the thing, the thing, too, is they could have played it off as in it was a deep-seated memory from her incident in the lake. But then Mm -hmm. it becomes, like, a real crossover realm between like the living and the dead i don't know like at one point the kid reached through a mirror and grabbed her yeah so it's just like okay that's not a dream what or what is going on like they didn't have it where she woke up it was some real experience she was going through it was i don't know if anybody could make sense of that aspect of this movie i would like to hear that yeah since they never really explain anything and they never like allude to it in mm-hmm. any way. And I mean, that's kind of the way the rest of this movie is. It's, it's really a jumbled mess. And, you know, I got to say like the first time I saw this movie, I thought it was ridiculously stupid. Like I hated it, <laughs> but it kind of, it's kind of grown on me over the years, but I'll get into that towards the end here. when we talk about grades and all that. But um, Yeah. I mean, really, the big payoff, you know, you get some kind of interesting kills and you get um, some kind of cool visuals once they get to New York, like Jason standing in Times Square, just kind of looking around. Um, Jason, on a subway train. It's those are really cool. And I wish that would have been more of the movie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with, like I said, budgetary restraints, it's just. It, it kind of kept that from happening. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned kind of cool kills. There's 19 of them in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one we get is the couple that I mentioned at the beginning. We get Jim and Susie. Jim is stabbed with a harpoon gun. Not with a harpoon, with the whole gun. (laughs) (laughs) And then Susie gets stabbed with the harpoon. Uh, Real quick before before moving on to the next ones. I know we'll probably discuss a little bit more later, but 
possibly the roughest acting in this movie was with at the beginning with this couple. Mm, yeah, for sure. I and agree. When Susie was about to be killed, I was not um, <laughs> motivated to give her an Emmy for her performance. Yeah, she looked like she was half awake. Yeah. I was just like, no, no. Should I be scared? I don't know if I should be scared. What could possibly this... happen? Right. Oh, no, he's going to kill me and I'm dead. <laughs> exactly. Oh, gosh. Um, thankfully, the rest of the acting isn't as bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the next kill we get is JJ, kind of like the rocker girl. Um, she gets bashed in the head with her guitar. That was disappointing. They... I wanted to see they more cut of away that. on it. Yeah, they cut away of it, too. Yeah, because yeah, I liked your I liked your character. It had, you know, just in the the five minutes that they showed her, basically, yeah. she had a lot more like development than a lot of the other characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like they're just basically like, all right, we're going to develop this character. All right, dead. All right, develop somebody else. All right, dead. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's like a boxer guy. He gets a hot sauna rock to the chest, which is an interesting kill. That I give them props for that one. That that was pretty unique right there. Then we get uh, Tamra, the, the kind of slutty girl. She gets stabbed with mirror shards. Then we get uh, Jim Carlson, who is one of the the deckhands. He gets harpooned in the back. Uh, Admiral Robertson, he gets his throat slit. Uh, Eva, who is played by Kelly Wu. In a very early role for her, she gets strangled to death. Um, just, I think it's funny because, like, I find a website that tells all the kills, and they just say crew member. <laughs> oh, really? Gets, gets shot by Wayne. Oh, He's the cam- yeah. The camera guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then Wayne, he gets electrocuted on a control panel. <laughs> yeah. Which bursts um, into flames. Yeah. <laughs> just by being thrown into it. Um, so Miles, he gets impaled on an antenna. Then there's another deck hand. He gets an axe to the back. And then they finally make it to New York. And then a gang member gets stabbed with a syringe. Ugh. And then another gang member gets bashed and then scalded on a hot pipe. <laughs> Let off some steam, Bennett. And then probably the most notorious kill from this movie. There's a scene where Julius... Like the athletic boxing guy is fighting with Jason on a rooftop. And he's just throwing punch after punch after punch, and Jason's just taking it. And it's not even affecting him at all. Plus, he's punching a man wearing a hockey mask. <laughs> and finally, like, you know, Julius is completely like worn out from throwing like all these hard punches at him. And he just says, Take your best shot, and Jason uppercuts his head off. <laughs> Yes. It flies up in the air and then falls into a dumpster. <laughs> I must say that so far that is definitely in, I would say, probably top three of the kills from this entire series. Yeah, if if you're going for most ridiculous, then yeah, for sure. Um, uh, most memorable, yeah. Yeah, memorable for sure, because that's one of my, that was like the one big thing I remembered from this movie. That and another scene later I'll get into with like kind of scenes that make me laugh so there's an just irish cop he's killed off screen uh colleen who's like the teacher she gets blown up in the car 
Charles, the the jerk uncle, gets drowned in a barrel of sewage. (laughs) And then he becomes a ninja turtle. (laughs) Or the toxic avenger. (laughs) (laughs) There's a sanitation worker that gets bashed in the head with a wrench. That is the last one. Um, So, you know, a couple interesting things in this in this movie that always had me thinking and just like laughing at the absurdity of it. So they're at the, at towards the end, they go into the sewer, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, the, they see like that sanitation worker that I mentioned, they got hit with that wrench and he says to him, he's like, what are you doing down here? He's like, you have to get out of here. These sewers flood with toxic waste like at midnight every night <laughs> like, wait what <laughs> so this the sewers of new york just fill up with toxic waste at exactly at midnight every single night yep that's how much like, waste they have that they dump into the ocean where where is it coming from it's like a company that's just like oh it's midnight hit the button <laughs> Open the doors release the kraken <laughs> Or is it just, you know, some buildup and it just breaks free at midnight every night? And like, no. if this, is a pro- this is something that happens all the time. Isn't that a problem? <laughs> the, the largest city in the United States, one of the largest cities in the world, and their sewers flood with toxic waste at midnight every night. <laughs> every night. <laughs> oh gosh it would i think it would have been better if he had been like this is the one night of the year that the sewers get flooded with toxic waste what are you doing down here <laughs> even that even <laughs> that and then it, that just you know builds up for the suspense they have to get out of there jason's coming after him and that's how jason dies like you know that toxic waste hits him he's it's burning him and his, his mask comes off and he's got like this weird Muppet face. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like the worst look Jason's ever had. Uh, yeah, I agree. And he just like, you know, he burps up a whole bunch of it and then the waste goes away and all of a sudden Jason's like a little boy. Yeah, a re- I'm a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah, and then they just leave him. Yeah, and like, later, kid. Yeah, like okay, is is it just what what is going on? Is he really a kid? Is she just seeing this again? Like we're seeing young Jason. What what is happening? And what is the point of this? Because then, if if he really was there, they just left him. Mm-hmm. Screw this kid. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. And then, like, there's two other things that always crack me up too. Um, there's the scene where they're in Times Square and Jason's just like walking by all these people. Wouldn't you think like Jason's like an unstoppable killing machine and he just kind of lays waste to anybody in his sight. Don't you think he'd be having like this huge like berserker mode where he's just destroying everybody around him? Yeah, right. I kind of thought about that too. It's just like, I mean, he tends to focus more on you know the teens or mm-hmm. the the young people whatever um and he walks by a group of them and plenty of opportunity to do stuff with that so i don't know if maybe 
just the fact that um Rennie and what is it, Sean? Yeah. Um because he's been trying to get them for so long that he's got tunnel vision. But yeah, that's kind of interesting that you know, it didn't he didn't do they didn't do anything with that. Yeah, it's I mean it's kind of interesting. And really the only thing Jason does to like other people when he's walking through Times Square is he kicks those that radio of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> which which is funny. And then they like yell at him and Jason turns around and they're like calling him names and everything. Jason just pulls up his mask and shows him his face and they all just like, sorry dude. <laughs> <laughs> And it just like terrifies them that they, they decide to leave him alone. Yeah, it's, like it's funny, but like I feel like any other Jason would just go and like rip the guy's heads off or something. Yeah, exactly. He um like he kills all these other people for doing nothing. Yeah. And then those guys are yelling at him and threatening him, and he's just like, Oh, I'm just gonna scare him. Yeah. I don't have time for these guys. Uh, the, the last thing that I always think about with this movie that we talked about it when we did our full length review of this movie and that's the smartest character in this movie again is a dog. That is correct. Because the dog gets to New York realizes Jason's around and he just gets the heck out of there and then he comes <laughs> back after Jason dies. <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, the dog muffin in part two. Yep. Now, the thing that I was a little confused and I uh, missed, and maybe it was just because it, there wasn't really a clear answer, but the dog went missing on the boat, too, and I didn't recognize when it... Sh- did it just magically show up in the rowboat? Mm, I don't remember. Yeah, that was that was the part that I was kind of... I missed, and I should have gone back to try to watch when it showed up, but I was uh plowing through the whole movie so I forgot to go back and catch that. So yeah, magical reappearing dog. Yeah. Um I guess now we get into trivia. Um so I mentioned it was Kane Hodder that returned again as Jason. Um so the scene where Jason's getting covered in the toxic waste and like he burps up a bunch of water. That was real. Like, Kane Hodder drank, like, a few gallons of water before they shot that scene. So when he was, like, vomiting water, that was real. Like, he was vomiting it, or he was just, like, spitting out of his mouth? No, he was vomiting it. Yeah. So, one of the other people that Jason comes across that he actually attacks is in a bar where he throws a guy into a mirror. Um, mm. Funny thing is, is that the guy that he throws in there played Jason in Freddy versus Jason. Oh, really? It's like, it was like a stunt man. Yeah. And that guy went on to play Jason in Freddy versus Jason. Nice. Now, they didn't classify that as a kill. No, because I don't think they don't really show if he died or not. He was just yeah. kind of thrown aside. Yeah. Because I'm not really all that happens is he hit bounces up against a, a mirror that's on the wall and the mirror breaks. Yeah, but if he threw him with enough force, which we know that they've given Jason enough strength to do, um, he could have killed him. 
But yeah, I guess I never re- realized and noticed that if they really clarify if they say he killed him or not. I think in most cases they they don't count that. Yeah. Uh, so this movie surprisingly has the longest run runtime of any of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Oh. It is one hour and forty minutes. Which is which is hilarious because that's not a very long time. No, yeah, I mean, especially by today's standards, but I mean, for back when this came out, that's not too bad, but... Yeah, and I mean, the the common runtime for a slasher movie is like an hour and 20 minutes to like an hour and a half, so kind of makes sense. So the original script of the movie had Jason kicking the dog, (laughs) but Kane, Kane Hodder refused to do it. He said it was just going too far, so they cut that out. They were going to have him, like, physically kick the dog yeah they weren't gonna go all uh ron burgundy anchorman style and put, kick put a him st- off a bridge <laughs> kick a stuffed stuffed animal oh gosh yeah i guess so this movie it cost them 5.5 million and it only made 14.3 million which you know is still profitable, but for a Friday Thirteenth movie, it is not. No. And since it was such a disappointment in a box office, uh, Paramount actually sold the Friday Thirteenth series to New Line Cinemas after this movie. Wow. They kind of just washed their hands of it. Huh. Yeah. And then, so, that, and then it finally went on a break. <laughs> Pretty much for a few years, at least. And then, you know, they had Jason Goes to Hell. And then I went on an even longer break before Jason X. Yeah. But we can get into grades now. So I pulled from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, like usual. Any idea what the IMDb grade is? Oh, man, I can't remember from last time. Um... <laughs> I can't remember my grade from last time. So I different now. Yeah, I think mine's gonna be different too. Um, I'm gonna say IMDb is uh two point five. It is a four point six. Oh really? Wow, they didn't think it was that bad. It takes a lot to get a two point five. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, I so, just re- realized some other movies that got really bad scores. Yeah, it's not it's not that bad. Yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes has a critic and an audience score. What do you think those are? Critic, let's go with 46%. Oh, you're way off, dude. It's 12. Oh, man. I forgot they're they're a little bit more harsh. Yeah, so what do you All think right. the audience, audience score is? Audience, let's go with uh, 36. Pretty close. It's 27. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty, like I said, it's pretty polarizing. Um, either you'd like it for being completely and utterly ridiculous, or you think it's like one of the worst in a series. Um, you know, with that being said, what what's your grade for this? Well, I'm, uh, it's nice that I have a list of everything that I've ranked before. Um, looking at, all the seven movies before this, I think that when we do our final review of all these movies at the end, that I might be changing one of them. Okay. Uh, 
just by comparison. But for this one, I'm going to go. I feel like it's a more of an entertaining one. Um, it kind of does some of those elements. Um, man, I think it was part five where they added a little bit more humor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I get, but not really a fan of from this series as a whole. I don't think that it uh, plays to its benefit when they do it too much. Yeah. And the jumbled mess of Rennie and does she have power? Like I could have seen them taking um, now I'm, her name is escaping me, but the character from part seven, do you remember her name? The Tina. Yeah. Tina. Um, it felt like they wanted yeah. Tina to have been on the boat and have like some of her abilities and whatnot. But then they just threw Rennie in and didn't explain anything. And she didn't really have powers, but she could see things like almost permanent. It was just weird. And they didn't explain it, which was kind of annoying. Um, But yeah, and the slight disappointment that the small amount of the movie that actually took place in, quote unquote, New York. So I'm going to go with a 2.5 for this one. Mm. I enjoyed it. It wasn't terrible. I still have part five as being the worst one uh, so far. So I'm I'm giving it a a two point five because I appreciate some of the creativity that they did with it. Some of it went a little bit too far in my opinion, but the punching off the head, the uh, kill with the rock, um, hashtag rock, uh, things like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, like I said, the first time I saw this, I I really didn't like it, and I thought it was completely stupid. Uh, I guess you know some of that was it was really tired by this point. It was really worn out, and it needed something new. Uh, they tried with the last one, and you know people really weren't into that with the the telekinetic powers. I thought that one was pretty good. Um, this one, you know, they tried to go to New York. They only did it for like a little bit. It left me wanting more. But I guess the more that I've watched this, I appreciate some things in it. Like you said, they tried something new. Um, it has some has some memorable moments in it. And a couple of the characters are, you know, they give a little more backstory with them. You know, I mentioned JJ, even though she's killed off rather quickly. That was a pretty developed character for the short amount of time she was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like your character as a person. Um, I like her as a and, friend. <laughs> like her as a friend. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, you I mean, at the same time, I accept that it's not, like, a good movie. It, it's kind of the reason I, like, had you watch this. I think it was with last year two years ago it was last year i think yeah it was last year that i had you watch it just to see what your reaction was to it because i mean it is completely and utterly ridiculous but it's entertaining at the same time mm-hmm. and i i do consider it one of the worst in a series but not the worst i still have at this point grading them part five is also my worst in this in the series 
Um, I give this a two out of five. Okay. Um, and part five had a 1.5 out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, we've only got what? We got Jason Go- Goes to Hell, Jason X, Freddy versus Jason, and then the remake to talk about. And, you know, it gets worse after this one with <laughs> some of them. <laughs> so I'm kind of reserving my my bad grades here. Even part five, I was cautious to give it too low of a grade because I know that Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X are like two of my least favorite in the series. Um, I think I've only watched Jason X twice, so this will be my third time watching it. And maybe it's grown on me a little bit since then, but we'll see how that goes i'm holding i have not ranked any of these movies with a five out of five brock and i'm <laughs> holding on to that for jason x oh uh, yeah that's <laughs> funny i think i gave part four a five yeah you did yeah part four yeah. i gave a five and i got a four and a half for part two mm-hmm. uh, yeah no it's i think it's gonna be a lot of fun when we do uh what will be the 13th um episode for this in doing a review of just like a general discussion of the series as a whole and doing talking about all our scores and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, any parting words? Um, no, I mean, I think you already mentioned it where it's worth saying that we did do a full review of this. If you're wanting to hear a little bit more of our take on it. And I actually think it was from October last year. I think this was one of our like Halloween esque reviews for the month. That sounds about right. Yeah. So if you go back through our episodes and everything, you should be able to find it. And we, uh, discuss some further details, but I thought that was a pretty good, you know, taking everything here as we're doing so many reviews of these Friday the 13th movies. Mm. So next time we will get into New Line Cinema's take on Friday the 13th with Jason Goes to Hell. So until then, as always, be kind, rewind.